recent awareness I've had around, there's a lot of people online, I'm sure you guys are being exposed to, talking about the absence of masculinity, right? We're talking about the, the absence of male role models. And while that is true in many instances or many aspects, I also want to bring to our awareness that this is, without a shadow of a doubt, the most complex time in the history of humanity for people to be alive and for men to have to navigate the manipulation of our urges, of our, of our primal desires, right? There's someone trying to steal your attention to, so that you can spend your money on food, drugs, alcohol, sex, social media. Every one of your urges has been identified by science and neuroscience and is being exploited by someone trying to pull your attention and, and your energy and ultimately your money so they can control you and what you spend your money on, what you do. And I want to call to your awareness that by necessity, you are the strongest population of men in the history of men in as much as you have to, by necessity, control your urges, right? There's never in, in the history of time has there been cell phones since we're young, right? It's our generation that's the first. Pornography, unlimited fast food, unlimited exposure to, to women, right? So now we have to learn to be the strongest men of all time. And I think this is a call to arms for our generation to say, you know, we're getting shit on as being like, oh, we're not as masculine as our dads or our granddads. Bullshit. Like they just had way less temptation than we do. And we're learning to navigate these things for the first time. And so I think we should take responsibility and say, yeah, I'm aware of all these things. I'm aware I'm being challenged and therefore I'm going to learn about it. And therefore I'm going to be fighting the good fight to, to learn to control my senses, to learn to control my urges. And I'm not only going to learn that for me, but I'm going to learn it for my future descendants, right? My, my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, so that I can pass that wisdom onto them. Someone out there is trying to steal your attention. Someone out there is trying to steal your money. Someone out there is trying to steal your children, ultimately, right? Literally and figuratively. I think this is a big, big part of our mission at, at Muscle Intelligence. And, and I think as, as a community, in as much as knowing that your greatest opportunity to explore your character, who you are, happens in your deepest struggles and your deepest challenges, right? So many of you experience challenges in life and how you cope with those challenges is an expression of your character, right? How you deal with those challenges, I don't say cope, it's not the right word, but how you deal with those challenges is the expression of who you are at your soul, right? Who, who you are at your core. So I also want to acknowledge that you are not what you do, right? So I can separate what I do from who I am. And I also want to acknowledge that how you show up in hard circumstances is a reflection of the level of development you, you've developed in your life, you've come to in your life, right? So as we all embark on the next 10, 30, 20, next 10, 20, 30 years, realize that every single day is not necessarily an opportunity to, to hit a PR or a PB or win a gold medal. It's simply an opportunity, a daily opportunity to improve who we are so that I can show up more effectively tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So that five years, 10 years, and 20 years down the line, I've developed myself into the man that I want to be. So if we start looking at the different areas of life that we want to optimize for, right? So I certainly want to optimize for my physical capabilities, right? 
I want to optimize my physical capabilities. I definitely want to optimize my mental capabilities, right? Absolutely. I certainly want to op- optimize my ability to communicate in the language that I choose. So if it's Eng- if the English language, you better learn to communicate in that language. I want to learn to optimize my relationships. I want to learn to optimize my financial capability, right? And you go down the list of things that, you're, that are important to you. And here's what I suggest you do. You decide how you want to show up at your peak, at, at the absolute best you can in that area, right? And, and you create a, a vision. You create a clear, defined end state in that area. So if I want to say like, am I showing up at my absolute peak physically? Am I showing, am, am I expressing everything I possibly can physically? And if I'm not, what should I be doing on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis to move toward that? And so, and you go through all the different areas. You go in my relationships, in my ability to communicate, in my finances, in my mental capabilities. Am I showing up at my highest and best in those areas? And it's your job to define what you want that to look like. So realize we all have a certain physical and mental capability in life. We all have a genetic limit. None of us are anywhere near it, physically or mentally. None of us are anywhere near it. But here's what I suggest. At some point in your life, explore the limits of what you are and what who you are, what you're capable of, and the man that you are. Explore it in some area. Why? Because if you don't, you're going to leave with something left inside, right? You're going to leave with the absence of fulfillment. We all must explore the limits of what we're capable of. So I think we're here to do as a community is to hold each other accountable to expressing the greatness within you in the realm of the physical body. That's it. And what you'll do there is you'll know that if you can express the greatness within you in, in, in a progressive way, you're not going to do this in three months. You're not going to do it in six months. It's a five, 10 year journey, right? But every day is a stepping stone. Every day is a, is a step up the mountain. And as long as you're aware of that every day is a, is a progression, not necessarily an end state, you will move closer and closer. I think a lot of us put a lot of psychological trauma, a lot of psychological challenge to ourselves saying like, I didn't do my best today. I'm a failure. I, I didn't do my, I didn't do well. I could have done better. Man, when you put the new time horizon on it and you go, what am I going to be in 10 years? That changes it completely. So when I started bodybuilding, I was 15 years old and my time horizon, which is crazy. I don't know how I did this, but I put a 15, no, actually, sorry. I put a 19 year time horizon on myself when I started bodybuilding. I was like, this is, I want to be this when I'm 35. And, and nobody ever told me this before, but that was my, how I, how I was able to progress. That's, I think, and not, not that I want to come back to my example, but when you put a time horizon on it, that's way off in the distance. Let's say we set a 20-year time horizon. We get, who am I going to be in 2042? And so for me, I'm going to be 61 years old. What am I going to do when I'm 61? Who am I going to be? How am I going to show up? What are my finances? Where am I living? How do I look? How do I feel? What do people say about me in my community? That completely changes what I'm doing now as far as the sense of urgency because we put so much pressure on ourselves to do things now. And we make stupid decisions based on now, right? I got to do this now. I got to get this done. I want to have all these things. And we feel overwhelmed and anxious. We do nothing because we, we are just too, have too much urgency. Urgency is, is useful when put into context, right? I can get a lot done in a week or a month or a year, but as long as it's moving me in the right direction. So guys and girls, what I suggest you do today, maybe this week, this is what I call an examined life, right? Living an examined life. So I look at all those different areas and I go, okay, which of these areas am I doing well? Which of my areas am I not doing well? And be completely honest with yourself, right? And that's the hard part because the honesty sometimes hurts, right? And sometimes finding someone who can be honest with you, having an accountability partner, an accountability team, so that you know someone's going to call you on your bullshit. Like you need someone who's completely honest with you. 
to say, hey, man, you, you're not showing up in that area the way you want to be or the way you could be. And look at all the areas of the domains of your life that are relevant to you and say, what would it look like if I actually performed at my absolute peak, my absolute peak in one of these areas or all of them? Even if you don't hit it, right? Even if you don't get your absolute peak, that the process and the desire to achieve it, that is the goal. There's, the goal isn't achieving it because you simply never will. It's always a moving target. It's the idea and the concept of moving toward who you are in your soul and just exploring the boundaries that we create in our minds. We all create these walls. Like, this is what I, this is who I am. This is what I'm capable of. Wipe it all clear and say, forget it. It's not true. It's not true. We can do anything we want to do. And I think one of the reasons that I said what I believe, one of the reasons I'm on this planet is because I believe you're capable of more than you believe you're capable of. And that's what I do as a coach. It's like, I'll pull things out of you you didn't know what you were capable of. I'll make you uncomfortable by calling you on your bullshit, right? And not everyone likes that, but that's what we need. Some people hate me for that. Some people love me for that. It's definitely not for everybody. But guys, if you, if you want to ultimately move toward a life of fulfillment and a life of purpose, you must live life on purpose, right? So everyone says, I want purpose in my life. What does that mean? Purpose-driven life. I'm moving towards something on purpose. How do you know where to go? You don't in the beginning. You don't. But you, you pay attention to the small things and you do them intentionally. And what starts to reveal itself is like, oh, if I do these little things well, purpose starts to reveal itself because opportunities come up and doors start to open. You go, what do I want to do? I get to choose all of the opportunities. I get to choose my community. I get to choose who I'm with. I get to choose where I go and what, what, where I spend my time and how I spend my money. That becomes purposeful. Nobody starts with a purpose, right? Very few people start with a purpose. So I thought I would, ta- I would talk about that today because it's very, very relevant to me. I've been writing a lot about it in my personal writing every day. What I, if I were to take anything out of this for all of you is reflect. Reflect on your days. Reflect on your weeks. Reflect on how you're showing up in the areas that are important to you. And say, what could I do to be just a little more effective? So if I was performing at my absolute best, what does that look like? Define it. So let's talk about finances. So if I was performing at my absolute best, what would that look like? I'd only be doing the things that are really high value. I wouldn't do the other things. I I would um, delegate those things. Really, really high value, my highest value. I'd probably be investing in myself and my personal development. I'd probably be saving a large percentage of my money or investing a large percentage of my money. I'd probably be having somebody coach me or reading books on finances. So let me start going through all these things and I go, okay, what's reasonable for me to do? And then I build it into my weekly schedule where I say, okay, I want to, I want to read one minute, one hour a week on finances, or I want to take one course a month on finances. So I have the intention for the last three quarters of the month, I'm taking one course per month throughout the last quarter, last three quarters of the month, not on finances, on, on, on physical stuff. So I'm taking three courses, right? So. What are you doing in all the domains of your life? So we're sitting down to include with the coaches and doing this as a community. We're like, hey guys, I don't, I don't just want you to be better coaches. I want you to be better all areas of your life, right? So how do we sit down and do this as a team and, and turn it into a project, right? For all of us. And guys, I don't care who you are or what you do in your life. There's one domain of your life that you're sucking. There's probably three domains of your life that you're sucking, right? For most people. And that's okay. You don't have to be a master of everything yet. When you're, when you're 60 or when you're 50, I think it's a valuable aspiration to be someone of value. And here's, what, here's where this started for me. When I was, I think I was in my teens, probably 15 or 16, everyone said, or people say, what do you want to do in your life? I said, I have no idea. But here's what I know. I want, to, I want a seat at the table 
right? I always use this proverbial table as my acid test. So there's a certain community or a certain um, list of, of men throughout history, currently alive and, and some not, that are sitting at this table in my mind, right? And so I think the table, it's relevant if the people are alive, maybe most relevant if the people are alive. And I want these people to invite me to their table. They're having, they're having a dinner for any reason. I want an invite to the table. I'm not going to invite myself to the table. I'm not going to pay to join the table. I want them to go, that guy. I want that guy at this table. I'm not sure what he's doing. I don't even know what I'm doing. But I want to be able to provide value in all these domains of life. And as much as I go to that table and these guys go, yeah, this guy belongs here. Like he's, he's, he's a man of his word. He's a champion. He follows through and he's accomplished amazing things in this life in all these domains. And so for me, that's what drives me. Right. And it's an unconscious drive now. I don't think about it anymore. Right. There's things I do on a day to day basis that I don't have to think about. In the beginning, I had to think about them a lot. I had to be very intentional and plan them. And, and it, there's ebbs and flows. Right. It's not like it's always a constant, steady, straight line. Sometimes you're like, man, I've really been sucking for the last three months. I need to get my head out of my ass and be intentional about moving forward. It's the same with all, all of us, right? The last year of my life has been the hardest year of my life. And I've had many opportunities and many challenges. Take it like a champion, right? Take it with a positive attitude and say, thank you. I deserve, I deserve this opportunity to get better. I welcome this opportunity to get better in everything. So like, if we make a decision that we say, hey, you know what? I'm really going to commit to my health and my fitness over the next three, six, and 12 months. And realizing that that takes a financial investment. So you're like, okay, well, I know that I'm going to make that investment. So maybe my finances take a bit of a hit over the next three, six, and 12 months. But because I'm investing so deeply in my body, I'm going to learn a lot and I'm going to go all in, right? I'm going to go all in because by the end of this 12 months, I'm going to have a skill set that I have for the rest of my life. And then I can pull back on that investment on the physical body and I can reinvest my time and my money into other things. You know, so it's like always realizing that it's okay. I think most people are afraid to go all in, right? It's, it's okay to go all in on these things, whatever it may be. I'm just using an example of physical body because it's this group. But go, go hard. Don't be afraid to do too many or to do, to do things too deeply, right? Be afraid to do too many things at once. I think like you can't juggle all plates, but you, you know, but you can certainly go deep on a small number of them intentionally. So I get asked, I mean, weekly, certainly like, Hey, man, like, don't, do you, how do you feel that you've lost all this muscle? Like, do you miss it? I'm like, no, why would I miss it? Like, I worked toward a goal as hard as I could. And I accomplished pretty damn near some, some exceptional things, right? Because I gave my all. Because I was intentional about how I did it and how I left it. I'm like, yeah, no, I feel great about it, man. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel any regrets at all because I went all in. I think where people feel their regrets is when they're like kind of half in, kind of half out. They know they didn't give their all. So they're like little, they're a little bit like, I want, I don't want to give up because like, kind of, it's good. It's this, it's this half in, half out mentality. Right. And so that's where the going all in come, comes in is like people are just afraid to put all their eggs in one basket for, for any duration of time. Like, fucking go hard, man. Go all in, right? And and I get it's very hard to do. I get it. But people who do that will always feel a greater sense of fulfillment and maybe a greater sense of inadequacy in the other areas temporarily. But it's realizing it's always intentional. It's a dance, the dance of life. So many people are, are working really hard senselessly and needlessly and not getting the results they want. I have so many guys that come to me and say, man, I feel like I'm working too hard for the amount of results that I'm getting. It's because you're not doing things in the right order. You're not prioritizing things that are ultimately what I call your physiological prerequisites to transforming. 
the six basic things that you must be doing before your body will ultimately transform. Helping you get in shape once is great, but what I like to teach is principles and concepts to empower you to be in shape for the rest of your life. If this is something you enjoy, you're going to want to join our Lean for Life program. You're going to want to check it out. Head over to muscleintelligence.com slash lean. We're open for only a few days, but we have a very limited number of space. We're only going to take 100 people. And once we fill up, we're closed, we're done, and uh, at least until next round. So ladies and gents, uh, and I, I want to talk a little bit about the people who have been successful uh, in the last round. Gosh, it was mind-blowing. 12 weeks, we had uh, Steve losing 43 pounds. He's in his 50s. We had Les losing, I believe, is in his high 30s, even low 40s pounds. He's in his 50s. We had Patrick, who's 60 years old, lose, I think, 32 pounds. We had Stefan, not lose too many pounds. I think they lost 15 or 18, but God, his transformation was phenomenal. And so many more guys who were into certainly double digits, high 20s and 30 pounds of fat loss in just 12 weeks by simply following the plan. And this is not me making up numbers. All these numbers are there on the sales page for you guys to check out at muscleintelligence.com slash lean. If you're ready to take action between now and the end of the year and start off 2023 on a high foot, not having to worry about your body composition, not having to worry about how you feel in your clothes, simply be confident showing up at your highest and best. Head over to muscleintelligence.com slash lean after you listen to this amazing podcast with so much amazing information. And if you guys want to join our community, this is the way to do it right now. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. So vital for everyone to know that there's no such thing as a negative emotion. I don't really don't think there is. It's a feeling you get in your body, some palpable sensation you get, and you've created a meaning on it, right? Or society's told you what that is, right? So it, it may not feel comfortable. It's not necessarily a negative emotion. It's simply creating an, an awareness. It's like, hey, pay attention to this thing. You probably don't want that to happen again or do less of that, right? It's your evolutionary programming to steer you in the direction away from whatever that is. It's not a negative emotion per se, right? This is the label we put on it. So like, why, why do we, why do we decide that that thing's called anxiety or that thing's called fear or overwhelm? Somebody just put a label on it, right? Like, okay, what is, what is that actually? What does it actually feel like when it happens? And is it overwhelming or is it just like, I don't know what this is. I'm very unfamiliar with this. I've never been here before. I'm very uncomfortable. Well, maybe if I spend time in it a little bit, I'm not so uncomfortable anymore. That's how I look at emotions. Like for sure, there's feelings where you're like, fuck, I don't want to live in this for a long period of time. I would like to move through this quickly if possible. But then you go, okay, what are my coping strategies? Again, I don't know what he talks about, but what are my coping strategies for dealing with, with emotions, strong emotions, positive or negative, right? Most humans in current society are taught external coping strategies. We're taught that you should eat food, you should drink alcohol, you should take a pill, you should do it on social media, you should, I don't know, have sex, any these potentially like potentially destructive coping strategies, right? They're these external things. I'm gonna go when I when I feel this way, I want something outside of me to make me feel better. Food, ice cream, whatever. Whereas if you just view it as like, hey, this is just part of my human experience, and I'm just experiencing whatever this is as a opportunity to teach me a lesson, maybe I sit with it. Maybe I breathe through it. Maybe I meditate through it. Maybe I move through it. Like go for a walk, go for a run, go for a workout. All of a sudden that emotion, which is literally just like stagnant energy or stagnant uh, neurological energy moves. All of a sudden it goes away, right? Changing your perception of emotions is, is I think a very valuable tool. My daughter's a gymnast. In the last two times she's competed in gymnastics, she comes to me like the day before and she goes, daddy, I'm a little bit nervous. Okay, sweetheart, tell me what that feels like. 
She's like, I don't know. I kind of feel a little bit here, a little bit here. I'm like, okay. Do you know that being nervous is the exact same feeling as being excited? She goes, it is? Yeah. So if you were doing something that was exciting for you, it would be the exact same feeling. So maybe somebody else has told you that this feels like being nervous, but maybe it's just you that you're excited about it. And so we just start talking about how those two, those two are the exact same emotion. People just put a, put a meeting on it. So now instead of feeling nervous for her gymnastics meet, she's excited about it. And it's just like quick flip like that. I'm like, boom, now all of a sudden maybe I hope she's empowered by the opportunity to move into these things that make her a little bit nervous instead of afraid, right? Whereas if she didn't have someone to kind of help her navigate that, that could have built into something like enormous because someone else is putting in her ear, oh, you must be nervous. I can't, like, how are you not nervous, right? Like, what are you talking about? It's just, she's excited. So I think adults don't even know that stuff, right? Men aren't allowed to, to express emotions. And that's silly, right? In my discernment, there's like experiencing emotions, feeling emotions, experiencing emotions, and then letting those emotions, emotions impact your impact your your outcomes is different, right? Like I, I experience a lot of emotion. I don't let them impact my decisions very often, right? It's like if I'm moving towards something, I, I experience emotions. I'm aware of my emotions. I, I welcome the emotion, but I still am discerning in, in as much as in my allowing it to impact what I'm doing, right? So that's the intentionality piece behind it. Like, man, experience the anger and the fear and the frustration and, and all of that, right? All, all of it. Or the, the joy and the sadness. Experience it all. And then in that moment, be, be intentional enough to be able to decide like, okay, is this the best thing for me right now based on the, the thing I'm trying to achieve? I think a lot of people allow emotions to, to take them over and guide them. And I don't necessarily think that's the best way to approach it. So I had serious anger as a kid. As, well, as a teenager, I had very serious anger. And I thought there was something wrong with me. Like, my, when I was very young, if I ever got angry, my parents were like, we're going to send you to like military camp. So I literally thought there was something wrong. I didn't realize that there's nothing wrong with anger. Like as a child, it's okay to feel anger. But I thought like I was a bad person. Like in my soul, I was like, oh my God, this is really bad. I'm a bad person because my parents made me feel that way. And so what I realized in my, in my manhood is that my anger is my gift. My anger is a tool. It's my drive. It's my passion. It's, it's like, my, my primal rage that when directed in the right way, and, and, uh, it's like a sword, right? It's like when, when wielded in the right way, uh, it's an incredible gift that not everyone has, right? And so instead of now being like this thing that paralyzes me because I'm afraid of, of what I, what I'm feeling inside, I now realize that this thing is, is my gift in life and it drives my success. It drives my desire to like be great that passion, that fire, you know? That's a wrap, ladies and gents, boys and girls. Thanks for being here. If you did enjoy this podcast, head right now over to muscleintelligence.com slash lean and get hooked up with our very limited time offer. It's available only for the next four days. You can join me and my team uh, over the next 12 weeks and get in the best shape of your life. Lean for life, 90-day body transformation guided by yours truly. I'm going to be teaching you every single week uh, we do a live call to answer all your questions. We write your workout, write your nutrition plan, write your cardio plan. We'll help you with mobility. Uh, and then ultimately, we'll answer all your questions every week live, me personally and my team on a call every weekend. So if you guys are ready to take action, then let's do it. I look forward to seeing you on the inside of Lean for Life, muscleintelligence.com slash lean. You can also check that in the show notes. Enjoy. We'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Bikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.